it afresh today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated in the house of God. I want to say thank you to our worship team. They, uh, I mean, we had members that have gotten sick, guitar players, and I don't know what they're thinking, having babies right before church, and you know, but they just jumped in. Aaron, I'm going to pick on him. He even came in. He got here early and said, I got to get ready. We don't have the instruments. I want to be. So I just want to say thank you to these guys for their dedication and commitment. I, um, I want to start today, and before we do anything, I, um, I've just got a young man on my heart, heavy on my heart that I don't even know, and I was sharing with Coach about him. I don't, college football, the quarterback for Alabama, Teo, was that his name? 2-0, 2-0. Got hit yesterday and is out for the season. He is a godly, godly young man. And I seen a post he put out, I think it was on uh, Instagram or something, how he uh, was thanking everyone for the prayers, and he ended it by saying, God has a plan. And he's got a dislocated hip that could take him out of his career, but I want us, just we don't even know the kid, but he is a godly young man, and I want us to pause, and every one of us just call his name up right now, and ask God to touch him in that hospital in Birmingham, Alabama, right now. Father, right now, for this young quarterback, this young, God more than an athlete, he is a man of God. And right now, I speak health in his body. I pray that you will restore health. I thank you for the attitude that this young man has and the love for you that he has. And as a body of Christ, we join with him our faith and we speak health and healing into his body right now in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So be it. So be it. Thank you for indulging me. I just, um, I've had a heavy heart for that kid. He's just a great kid. Praise God. I have got a, a, a different kind of message today. As a matter of fact, I woke up early, early this morning. The Holy Spirit was just kind of running a quote that I sent to Corbin this week that is in a book he recommended I read. And uh, I'm reading this book, and it's, uh, I told him the other day, I said, I've read four chapters, but I've only read two chapters because I've read both of them twice just trying to grasp and get everything. But the author, he, he is giving a quote, and he says this. He simply says, The greatest honor... We can give Almighty God is to live gladly. Is to live gladly because of the knowledge of His love. The greatest gift that we can give to our Father is to live gladly because of the knowledge we have of His love. And I look around the church and as a whole... They a lot of folk not living real gladly. If you're glad this morning, please notify your face so I can feel it. As a whole, the body of Christ is not living gladly. And um, my wife came into my office early this morning. She was here doing some things, and uh, she walked around and saw my title. And uh, the, simply, the title of my sermon is simply "Shed Some Pounds." She said, "So you lost all that weight? You're gonna talk about losing weight, huh?" I said, no, I'm not. 
We want to talk about shed some pounds today so that we can live gladly in the knowledge of the love of our Heavenly Father. He loves you. Live gladly. I'm still waiting for a few of you to notify me that you're living gladly today. You see, God has a plan for each and every one of us. And He wants each and every one of us to run this race of life that He's put us in and he wants us to run it in line with his purpose for our lives. Wow. But to compete in this race, we've got to set aside every weight. We've got to shed some pounds and lay aside the weights that hold us back from living gladly and accomplishing his will in our lives. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. New King, King James says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, not some of it, every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Church, I, I just want to present to you this morning... It's time for the church to shed some pounds. It's time to shed some pounds. Identifying those weights can sometimes be pretty easy, but at times it's kind of challenging. It's kind of challenging to, to figure it out and, and get rid of that weight and identify that weight that, that you need to shed and that you need to get rid of. Because sometimes, you know, a weight can be something as simple as watching TV. Instead of spending time with the Lord. That could be a weight. I, you know, I'm just talking about some practical stuff real quick. I, I, we, you know, as Christians, we got this mentality and we, we, we've got this theology, if you will, that we understand what a weight is. It's a big weight. It's I'm an alcoholic or I, I'm addicted to this or, or they're that or they're this. That's what we think of a weight. No, sometimes a weight that keeps us held back from doing what God has called us to do, it can be something as small as the internet. Being on the internet too much on Facebook, being addicted to Facebook. Boy, yeah, I got quiet then. I thank God for it. It's a great tool. But it can be a weight. Yeah. A video game can be a weight. And you go, yeah, preach it to my kids. No, mom and dad. I've seen where y'all play that farm thing or whatever it is on Facebook. I, come on now. You know, these, there are weights that um, they may not be so obvious. You know, shyness, anger can be a weight. As you can tell, I'm, just, I'm very shy. I've conquered it. It can be a weight. It can keep you held back from doing what God has called you to do. You know, in the book of Acts, we see the believers in Acts chapter 4, verse 29. They're praying for boldness to, to spread the gospel. They're praying that, that God gives them a boldness to go out. So there are so many things that can be weights in our life. And each and every one of us probably have a different weight of something that we need to shed that is hindering us from running this race. You know, weights can be a relationship. I've seen folks in a relationship, they forget 
and don't do everything they're supposed to do because they're so wrapped up in the relationship. A weight, bottom line, can be anything that interferes with you running the race that Christ has set out before you. A weight is anything that distracts you. A weight can be anything that keeps you from doing what you know that you are to do. I mean, in the physical, when we want to lose weight, we know what we got to do to shed the pounds. And we try to keep ourselves from being put in a position to where we're looking at that food we ought not have. Amen? Same in the spiritual. You know, whether it's something that just steals our time or hinders us from stepping out, we must shake off any weight that prevents us from fulfilling our purpose in life. So many of God's people are in the midst of this race that will span an entire life And folks, we've got to run it with perseverance. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. You're going to be running this race the rest of your life. So we want to do everything great. We want things to be good. Why not run it with excellence and shed the weight and shed the poundage, shed the things that we need to get rid of in order to complete and compete and run this race? What am I saying? This is a hard word for me to say. You've got to be patient. And stay focused. You got to be patient and stay focused. One more time, I want you to hear it. You got to be patient and stay focused. Hebrews 12 1, he goes on to tell us, let us run with patience, perseverance. Patience. He's letting us know that this isn't a sprint, this, this race may not go as fast as we want it to go. But it's a race. And the writer of Hebrews, he also tells us in verse 1 to to run the race that is set before us. My race and your race is totally different. And you see, what we've got to do is we've got to stay focused and run with patience because if you will watch when there is a track meet, there is a lane that you've got to stay in until you reach a certain point, then you can cross over and get to whichever lane you want to get in. So often we want to run in, I, I want to be in Corbin's lane, I want to run his race and get over there. It's not going to work. You've got to stay focused and stay in your lane. Run the race that's set before you. Run it. And in order to run, sometimes we've got to shake some things off. We've got to get rid of some things. You know, just because someone is doing something that looks great and wonderful to us, it doesn't mean that God has called you or I to do the same thing. Not, we're not called to do another person's race. You know, you know, there are some folks, Christians, they just need to get moving. They just need to get moving. I, we, we got too many wanting the uh, electric shopping cart at Walmart. And God's saying, rise up and walk, my child. Go. Get going. Do something. He's called you to this race, and some just need to get moving. You know, we don't win. I don't win my race running Corbin's race. It's not going to work. 
Although it may end up being a blessing to folks, but I'm not going to win the race that God's called me to run, and I'm not going to hear Him at the end of my life on this planet Earth, whether I pass or whether I go in the rapture. I, I, I won't hear Him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, if I'm trying to pursue Corbin's race. <laughs> that was popular. Folks, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Our race is going to span our entire life, so we have to run with perseverance. Perseverance simply means this, the ability to bear difficulties calmly and without complaining. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. Perseverance, the ability... To bear difficulties calmly. Somebody hear that? Calmly. And somebody else here, without complaining. I see elbows going on here. Perseverance keeps going when others have quit. Perseverance don't stop. Perseverance goes the extra. Perseverance stays with it. Perseverance just keeps plowing and, and keeps going. Perseverance is not bothered by the mistake it made. Perseverance is not bothered by the mistake we make. It gets us up and gets us back going. It gets us moving forward and it keeps us trying again. Perseverance. You know, no matter what we face during this race, you can finish it. You can finish this race. My favorite scripture, you hear me? 413. My daughter's heard it all of her life. Every time she's in a sporting event or anything, I'm looking at her going, 413! Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ. You can complete it. You can finish this race. You can fulfill the destiny and the call that God has placed on your life. There may be days when we think we can't do it, that we're not going to finish it, but those thoughts are not from our Heavenly Father. It's from the enemy of your soul to try to prevent you from accomplishing what God has placed on your life. Wow. He will try to stop you from running this race. But we must unwaveringly stand on the Word of God and keep going, keep advancing towards the finish line, and keep moving. <laughs> I don't want to be like a young man that was on a football team I played on in high school and Poor Stephen never touched the ball, never done anything in our senior year. We were walking all over, I think it was Webb, and uh, the coach put him in and said, I want him to score, guys, help him score a touchdown. We get him the ball, he's running, he gets five yards from going into the end zone, and he's just giving it everything he's got this poor boy is, and just throws the ball behind him. I mean, he's just running, he just, and they pick it up, game over. Last game of his senior year. Yeah. I don't want us to run the race like Steve did to the goal line. You can finish it. You can persevere. You can cross the goal line. But you've got to stay focused and you've got to shed some things to get you there. We can accomplish anything when we trust God. Anything, church. Anything. Wow. You know, 
When we say, I can't, you are speaking against the Word of God. You are contradicting what this Word says. Because 4.13 tells you you can do anything. You can do all things through Christ. And when you speak those words, I can't, you are contradicting what God has spoken over your life. Because the Word of God says you can. And so many people try running this race in their own strength. It don't work. Your own strength can only do so much and can only carry you so far. But in Christ, we can do all things. So what am I telling you? Let's shed the weights. Pick up the baton and run the course that God has laid out for you. I think of the woman caught in adultery. We talked about her a few weeks ago on a Wednesday night. God's grace met her where she was at. God's grace met her. Every one of her accusers dissipated. They were gone. And what was the last thing that Christ said to her before He left? Go and sin no more. Go and leave that weight of adultery right here. Shed that weight and run the race. Go and sin no more. Leave it here and keep going. Go now and be the woman of God that I've called you to be. Go and sin no more, he said. You see, we've not only got to decide to run our race, we've got to decide to finish our race. Finish the race. You guys know how much I enjoy cycling, and it's my escape. Get in the woods, man. It's just dirt therapy, I call it. I was in a race, and I, I, I was sick as a dog. About halfway through, I, just, I began to just, I was dehydrating. I was sick. I was throwing up, but I was determined. I wasn't going to quit. I was the oldest one in the class, and I was going to finish the race. And I persevered, and I come across the finish line. You know what? Inside of me, I wanted to quit. I wanted to stop. I want to say, hey, Take me back on the cart. I'm done. And so often we in life get to that point where we're sick. The enemy has come against us. He's bombarded you. And God's saying, you can do it. You can run it. You can move forward. You can go forward. You can do it. And folks, I'm here to tell you today, you may have to shed some things, and it may be a little painful. Just like this woman had to leave a lifestyle with the issue, with, I'm sorry, with the adultery, caught in adultery. She had, to, she, she had to leave that lifestyle. She had to walk away from it. That may have been her livelihood. And yeah, Jesus loved the prostitute. Just as much as He loved your holy self, He loved the prostitute. And He said, go. And He's looking at you saying, go. 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 What am I telling you today? Get rid of your baggage that's keeping you from running the race that God has set before you. Get rid of it. You know, at one time or another, each and every one of us have got baggage that we've got to get rid of. We've all got some things that, that, that have gravitated to us and some things that we've been through that, that we've got to let go of in order to complete this race. It doesn't matter who we are, church. Life is not perfect, and it happens. It happens. We experience disappointments. We experience failures. We experience folks deceiving us. We, we experience ugly situations during challenging 
times you are accumulating baggage when you're going through that. And that baggage will hang on as long as you try to suppress it and not get rid of it. And it will hinder your race from fulfilling the call of God that's on your life. We just go accustomed to it and we accept it and say, that's just the way it is. No, it's not. The only thing it will accomplish is preventing you from fulfilling the will of God on your life. It will interfere with you fulfilling the plan and it prevents you from having the joy of the Lord in our hearts. It prevents you from living a life of gladness. Have you been glad this week? Are you living a life of gladness this hmm. We all have this assignment from God. And the only way to accomplish it is to kick the baggage out the door. The only way that you're going to accomplish is to kick the baggage out. We all experience it. We all have it. Life happens. I want to ask you, what is weighing you down today? What is it that's weighing you down? Baggage only keeps you in bondage. What is it? What is it? Wow. What, what baggage is preventing you and stopping you from fulfilling God's plan and prevents you from having this joy? What is it? What baggage is holding you captive? What baggage is keeping you from the assignment that God has placed on your life? What baggage is keeping you from running in this race? Maybe it's disappointment. Maybe it's hurts. Maybe it's fears. Maybe it's just simply worry is keeping you held back. Maybe you've experienced rejection or, or abuse or, or low self-esteem. I believe it could even be frustration. It's a quiet house this morning. It could be frustration. Maybe a sickness. Or maybe lack. I decree and declare today is today to get rid of the baggage. It's time to once and for all as God's people to get rid of some baggage. Whatever it is, now is the time. Three of us believe that. Now is the time. Because God has grace for your disappointments. God has comfort for your hurts. God has love for your fears. God has peace for where you are worrying. He has also made available to each and every one of us reconciliation. He has made available to each and every one of us restoration. And He has given us, he, he, we can walk in His presence and gain high self-esteem. You can get patience in His presence. Health He's got for you. Provisions He's got for you. Joy unspeakable He has for you. There are a lot of folk that need some joy. My girls drug me to West Ham Mall yesterday. Let me tell you. I thought it was Black Friday. And they are folk that need some joy in that house. Whew, we won't talk about when we got in the Apple store. Gee, whoo. Joy. And you know what? You can go into the church and see the same thing. 
Because the enemy has duped us into accepting that this is the way life is. No, it's not. God's grace is sufficient. Romans chapter 5, beginning with verse 20, the New Living Translation says this, God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sin more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. God's wonderful grace. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standings with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. His wonderful grace. Why carry baggage when we've got His wonderful grace to unload it on? Why? While Christ was on the cross, He removed the baggage from us. I'm going to say it again until a few more of you believe it. While He was on the cross, He removed the baggage from us. But we have to receive what He did. Folks, it's just time to shed some pounds. It's time to shed the baggage for some good and allow God to use us. I carried baggage for years. I carried baggage for year after year. And I am getting a release even in the last month because I'm saying, you know what? I don't have to carry this. God's grace is sufficient. He wants it. And here's why. This came to me yesterday morning. I read it to, in our prayer time. Revelations 3.20. Listen. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and dine with him and he with me. Now, I always thought that was for a lost folk. That, that was for somebody coming into a fresh relationship with Christ. They've never known Him. Yes, that is true. Yes, it is. However, in this instance, where the writer is writing, is writing to the church of Laodicea. He's writing to a church full of folks whom haven't opened the door and let Him in their life. In other words, they've not let Him in to take care of the baggage, the rubble, the mess, the life that they've been involved in. They've not let Him in. Yeah, they may know Him. Yeah, they may have accepted Him. But He's standing at the door knocking saying, Let me in your life. Let me have a part of your life. Let me be a part of your life. Let me carry that baggage. Let me take that baggage. And they haven't opened the door. And He's telling them, I'm standing at the door and I'm knocking. Will you please answer and let me have it? He wasn't writing this to a bunch of heathens. It's so often that this invitation, we, we, we take it as for unsafe folks and they've not received spiritual salvation or a personal relationship, folks. I'm telling you today, he's standing at the door of your heart and he's pounding. He's trying to beat it down to get your attention. He's beating on it. You've been in church your whole life, maybe. You've came Sunday after Sunday. You, you've been faithful. He's still standing there beating on the door saying, Will you please, will you please let me into your life? 
He gave this message. Christ is sending this message to, to a church, a, a group of people who have neglected their relationship with Christ and they were out of touch with Him and they were carrying baggage and He was saying, hey, I'm here, I'm knocking on the door, I'm beating on it, will you please? Church, where are you at? Where's the baggage? What, what are you carrying? What's the baggage? You see, in its self-sufficient prosperity, and worldliness, the church has excluded the Lord Jesus Christ from its congregation as a whole. In other words, the church as a whole has become more but a religious organization like the church when Jesus came onto this earth. And he's saying, I'm pounding on the door. I'm beating on the door. I want my grace to be sufficient in your life. I want my grace to rule your life. I want my grace to flood your life so that you can run this race. I'm going to tell you, I'm physically, I'm not in the best shape ever. But after losing a little over 40 pounds, when I ride my bike, I can climb now. I can get up that hill without stopping. <laughs> Praise God, I, I rode 12 miles Monday and didn't stop once. I couldn't do that 40 pounds ago. You see, when you get rid of the weight and you get rid of what's holding you back, you can run the race with perseverance. You can accomplish what He's called you to do. No matter how steep the mountain is, no matter how big the drop-off is, you can handle it because His grace is sufficient. He loves you and wants to take it. Will you open the door today and let Him have it? And yes, I know I'm speaking to the church. I know I'm not speaking at a crusade for lost folks. I'm speaking to the church today. I'm saying, hey, let's quit playing church. Let's let Him in and receive the grace that He has for us once and for all. What am I saying? Let's knock off the nonsense. We can all put on a game face. I could get up here and throw Christianese out there. All you want to hear it. But it's not going to work. It hadn't worked the last 10 years. Will you receive the grace that God has for you? I know you're seeing another side of this pastor and God's just doing a work in me. I'm telling you, God's changing my thoughts. He's changing my thought process. And His invitation, it was spoken from outside the door. And He was hollering in a request for a renewed relationship. A renewed companionship with any individual who will turn from his and her own way and return to a devoted faith and renewed passion for Christ. What's your passion today? Has baggage kept you from it? Has baggage kept you from being involved and being a part and fulfilling what he's called you to do? Oh, this person hurt me and I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to go there. Help me, Father. Christ is throwing out an invitation today. I'm here at the table. Will you join me? Will you come and dine with me? And me with you? Will you submit to me? Will you, will you give it to me? Will you allow me? Will, will you? Will you allow me to carry it? Will you allow me? Will, will you? His grace is sufficient. Folks, bottom line today, this is my whole sermon. I know it's been simple. I know it's been short. But he's standing at the door saying, let me in. Let me come in and help you. Let me come in and 
help you with this thing called life. Let me help you with that hurt. Let me help you carry that rejection you're feeling. Let me help you carry that isolation you're sensing. Let me help you carry that loneliness. Let me take that baggage. Let me help you shed the pounds that you need to shed. He said, let me take whatever it is that is keeping you from living gladly. And I'm just going to be very honest. I believe this is a message today from the pastor to the youth pastor, the minister of music, and all the way through. Because we've all got stuff in our life that is keeping us from fulfilling the destiny and the call of God. Your hurt may be different. Your baggage may be different. You may not carry the loneliness that your neighbor carries, but you carry the rejection that that one doesn't carry. And you carry, We've all got different. And I'm not going to run your race because I can't. But God's saying, let me let you run it. Let me help you run it by removing. Eric, if you'd come. Just Eric, please. Will you let me help you carry it today? He's knocking. 